The LA Kings let one slip away against the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll talk about the good, Jonathan Quick, the bad, Sean Dursey, and the ugly, Kevin Fiala, and recap what went wrong and what went right on opening night on this episode of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 751 subscribers. Our goal is 800 by the end of the month, and we're well on our way to that. So thank you to all for supporting the YouTube channel and the podcast as well. I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years for the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast and weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. So the 2022-23 season is officially underway, and uh, what a first game of the season it was as the LA Kings literally take their first step on their season-long journey. And if that first game is any indication, it is going to be a wild ride. So let's start off looking back at the first game of the year with the Kings lineup. And uh, we had Kevin Fiala, Andre Kobitar, and Adrian Kempe on the first line. We had Trevor Moore, Matt, uh, Philip Deneau, and Victor Arvidsson on the second line. Alex Ayapalo, Quinton Byfield, and Gabe Velarde on the third line. Carl Grundstrom, Blake Lazat, and Arthur Kaliev on the fourth line. Your defensive pairings were Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty, Sean Dursey and Matt Roy, and Alex Edler and Sean Walker, and Jonathan Quick was in net. As for the forwards, I floated the idea of maybe sitting Victor Arvidsson and easing him back into the lineup as he comes back off of back surgery and rewarding Gabe Velarde for his great preseason by inserting him on that second line. Um, that did not happen, and I wasn't surprised to see it. Uh, but I did thought that um, head coach Todd McClellan maybe did actually reward Velarde a little bit by putting him on the third line and dropping Arthur, Arthur Callie up down to the fourth line. So maybe a little bit of a reward for him there. On defense, I was surprised to see Sean Dursey playing on the left side and Sean Walker playing on the right side. Sean Walker has a lot more experience, even though he's a right-handed shot, playing on the left side. And Sean Dursey does not have as much experience, certainly not at the NHL level anyway, of playing on the left side. And he's also a right shot. So I was a little bit surprised to see that in the lineup. And uh, Jonathan Quick and Net, no surprise there at all. So a quick recap of the scoring. And it was great to see Gabe Velarde, at least for one game, carry over his great preseason into the first game of the regular season. Uh, he teamed up with Quinton Byfield on the team's a first goal of the season, a great hardworking shift from that duo. Uh, they both won puck puck battles behind the net. Um, first, it was Velarde setting up Byfield on a scoring chance, and then Byfield returned the favor to Velarde, who scored the first goal of the season to give the Kings a one nothing lead, which they would hold after the first period. Uh, the Kings were outshot in that opening period, 16-7, to but they get the lone goal of period number one the golden knights would tie it up in the second period on a king's blunder a bad line change something we saw too much of in the final two preseason games led to a vegas three-on-one break and the game tying goal 
Um, I don't care that it was the second period in the long bench. I don't care that the Kings just killed off a penalty and needed some fresh skaters on the ice. That cannot happen. That is a self-inflicted wound, and the Kings hung quickie out to dry. Um, that was the only goal of the second period. Uh, we were tied 1-1 after two. The Kings were out, or the Kings actually outshot Vegas in that second period, 16-15. to But a bad line change, a mistake that cannot happen, led to the game-tying goal. So the game was tied at 1-1 going into the third period, but Kevin Fiala took a penalty right before the end of the second period. Just as the penalty expired in the third period, Vegas scored to take a 2-1 lead. Officially, it was not a power play goal, but realistically it was because Fiala didn't make it out of the box and back onto the ice in a defensive position before the goal was scored. More on that Kevin Fiala penalty in a bit. Now, the Kings would tie it up in similar fashion. Right after a Kings power play expired, LA would score what was, again, realistically a power play goal. Sean Dursey making a nice pass to Andre Kopitar, who showed great patience skating around the back of the net. He had more than one defender and the goaltender for Vegas as well, sprawling over the ice. Uh, he then passed it in front of the net to where he found Adrian Kempe, who put it in, and that made it 2-2. Great to see the Kings' goal, leading goal scorer from a year ago, Adrian Kempe, get on the board in the season opener, and great patience by the captain, Andre Kopitar, to set him up. Later in the third, uh, Philip Deneau took a slashing penalty. Vegas would score on the man advantage on a nice redirect from William Carlson, but the Kings would battle back to tie it up. Right after a Golden Knight penalty expired, the Kings would score with Gabe Velarde making a nice between-the-legs pass to the front of the net where Trevor Moore was battling for the loose puck and ended up getting over to Arthur Kaliev, who put it home, and we were tied at 3-3. So it looked like we were going to overtime, but the game ended on a very, very bad note. Kings defenseman Sean Dursey took the puck behind the Kings net with 54 seconds to play, and he held the puck, and he held the puck, and he held the puck for 22 seconds. I'm not kidding. I actually timed it out. 54 seconds, he had the puck behind the net. With 32 seconds to go in the game, he uh, skated to his left and decided to make a stretch pass down the ice. Uh, it didn't connect. It was a turnover uh, at in the neutral zone. Vegas gets control, and Matt Stone would score on a wrist shot with 26 seconds to play. And that was the game-winning goal. It was very confusing as to what in the hell was going on. Uh, Sean Dursey, again, is behind his net. And he was looking like, hey, guys, what are we doing? And his teammates were looking at him like, hey, Sean, what are you doing? And he just stood there with the puck. Now, again, his teammates didn't seem to really help him out. He had Matt Roy on one side. Uh, and he had um, uh, Philip Deneau on the other side. And they just kind of stood there. And uh, ultimately, he made a bad decision. Look, uh, while it, maybe his teammates did not help him out, um, ultimately, the puck was on Sean Dursey's stick. And so he is responsible for the puck. And uh, he made a bad decision. Tried a stretch pass almost to the, the other blue line that was intercepted. And it dire led directly to the game-winning goal. So obviously, a very poor decision on his part. Um he, I mean, look, I play beer league defense and I would never compare what I do to what these guys do at the NHL level. It is literally night and day. But even I know as a defenseman, you don't give up the puck unless there's a good reason to do so. If you have a defender challenging you, then you look to make a pass to a teammate or you clear the zone off the boards. You don't just throw it down the ice 
in that situation when no one's open and hope for something good to happen. Um, that's, that's a bad play by Sean Dursey bottom line. And it cost the Kings. They should have at least gotten a point out of that game. It should have gone to overtime. And then who knows what happens there? Maybe they lose, but at least they get a point out of it. Um, so, uh, a missed opportunity for the Kings. Um, and uh, I think every point is precious this season. I really believe that. And the Kings let at least one point, maybe two slip away. So that was very unfortunate. So the Kings lose the game four, three, they were outshot in the third period, 20 to seven. They were outshot 51 to 30 in the game. Uh, officially the Kings were over three on the power play, but as I mentioned, realistically, they actually weren't. We'll talk more about that in a bit. Uh, they were one for five officially on the penalty kill, but I think that was even a little bit misleading. I think one of the, the golden Knights goals actually was more of a power play goal than it wasn't. That was the one where Kevin Fiala came out of the box late after he took that penalty. There was actually some good that came from this game. And we are going to talk about that next. Uh, but first the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their homes. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Simply Safe uses advanced technology whether it's controlling your system from your phone with your app, watching on crystal, crystal clear HD live streams of your security cameras, or a wide variety of high-tech sensors. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors in every room, window, and door. There are even hazard sensors that instantly detect fire, floods, and other threats in your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/lockedonnhl and save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com/lockedonnhl to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, so obviously the result was not what we wanted, but there was some good to come out of the first game of the season. To start, Jonathan Quick, the greatest goalie in Kings history, did his job and then some stopping 47 of 51 shots on goal. That is the most saves a Kings goalie has ever made in a season opener. It is the third most saves in a season opener in NHL history. Flat out, Quickie did everything he could to win that game. It was vintage Quick. He is my number one star of the game, and not just talking about the Kings' number one star. He was the game's number one star. Jonathan Quick did all he could and then some and deserved a better fate than taking a loss in that game. Also good, Gabe Velarde. Uh, another good game uh, for him as he is building off of that good preseason. He was the only Kings player that had a multi-point game uh, with a goal and an assist, uh, and, it, and the assist was a primary assist. Um, he was playing with confidence or he is playing with confidence and aggressiveness and it is showing off in his play again, great preseason is carried over at least for one game into the regular season. And he's showing why he was a Kings first round selection. We hope to see a lot more of this going forward. I mentioned, although the Kings officially were over three on the power play, realistically, they were two for three. Uh, both Kempe and Kaliev's goals came right after penalties expired, but the Kings still scored because they had the man advantage and they were able to set up uh, in the zone and, and have uh, an extra player attack. So again, officially, the Kings didn't score a power play goal, but realistically, they did. Um, the power play is something that we're obviously all watching very closely this season. And I would say that in the first game of the year, it actually um, was pretty good. They didn't have many uh, power play opportunities in this one, um, but when they did, I thought they took advantage of it. So I think the power play actually was one of the good things to come 
out of the season opener. And one more good, um, I will say that Victor Arbitson and Sean Dersey looked physically um, pretty good in the season opener. Now they had a limited preseason. They had a limited training camp because of them coming off surgeries, back surgery for Arbitson and shoulder surgery for Dersey. Um, and, and by the way, for Sean Dersey, I know he is getting a lot of heat because of how the game ended. And I get that. But he did have a nice secondary assist on the Kempe goal. Um, he also had an end-to-end rush at one point in the game with a shot on goal that was pretty spectacular. Um, he certainly is an above-average offensive player. Um, but he needs to shore up his defense, and he needs to learn from his mistakes. And I think Sean Dersey will be fine, and I think he will be an asset for the LA Kings going forward. It's okay for young players to make mistakes now and then. It is not okay, though, for them not to learn from those mistakes going forward. And I'm sure he was beating himself up after that game and thinking about it as he was laying in bed uh, that night. But uh, hopefully he learns from it and keeps his aggressiveness while also just understanding the smart plays to make defensively, especially late in the game when you're tied. Um, So hopefully we see that going forward. So that was the good, uh, the bad we have mostly touched on with the Kings hurting themselves. You cannot give up odd man rushes on a bad line change. You cannot make bad decisions that lead to turnovers and goals. Uh, coming up, I've got the ugly, uh, but first don't forget the locked on NHL podcast has you covered for all of your league wide NHL talk with a rotating guest of local hosts from the locked on NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week, subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. All right, so let's get to the ugly from last night's game. And I know a lot of you are going to say, wasn't it Sean Dersey? Um, For me, it was not. Uh, To me, the ugly was the Kevin Fiala penalty right before the end of the second period. Not only did that penalty lead to the Golden Knights' goal, it negated a Kings power play late in the second period. Fiala stupidly elbowed Alec Martinez in the face. It was a dumb undisciplined penalty. Fiala clearly didn't learn any lessons from his final preseason game when he took three minor penalties, including a very similar high hit to the head of a Ducks player that drew a penalty. Uh, They are going to call that every time. That is an easy penalty for the referees to see. And especially in this day and age where safety is emphasized, they are going to call that every time. Kevin Fiala, I have a message for you. Uh, The Kings are not paying you to sit in the play box. They are paying you to be a positive force offensively. You cannot score goals or get assists while sitting in the box. Uh, So clean it up, do better. I mean, it was a dumb penalty that cost his team. Um, At least with John Dersey, he's a young guy that is still learning the NHL game. Kevin Fiala is a veteran player. He should know better. Uh, Not a great start to Kevin Fiala's Kings career. Uh, Hopefully we don't see much of that going forward. Hopefully we see a lot more positives than negatives. But to me, um, that was a real disappointment by Kevin Fiala. Again, you take a dumb penalty, you negate a power play, you give the other team a power play, and they end up scoring. Uh, That is, uh, that's dumb. That's dumb hockey. And uh, again, that's not what we're paying him for. So I have heard he has a bit of a reputation for taking bad penalties. And I got to say, at least for that one game, he certainly lived up to that reputation. I hope, again, this is not something we see a pattern going forward. I hope we have a lot more positives to talk about with Kevin Fiala. I think we will, but I, I hope he uh, I hope he understands what he did there and, uh, and, and doesn't do that again. 
All right, so it's time to turn the page. The Kings' next game is tomorrow against the Seattle Kraken, and we will have a full breakdown of that matchup coming up on tomorrow's show with a game preview. But suddenly, this game becomes very important. Uh, The Kings do not want to start the season 0-2, losing two straight games at home as they head out on a five-game road trip. And Todd McClellan, the head coach, has said, did say multiple times during the preseason, the Kings need to get off to a good start to the season, that they're not going to sneak up on anybody. And uh, I, I think he feels like I do, and I'm sure others as well, that it is not some sort of foregone conclusion that the LA Kings are going to make the playoffs because they made it a year ago or because they seemingly have improved their roster from a year ago or because the young players should be better from a year ago. The Pacific Division, I believe, is going to be very tough. I've mentioned it before. We saw Vegas last night. They certainly, frankly, looked like the better team for most of that game. Uh, And uh, they had a young goaltender who got a win in his first opening night start. They're going to be good. The Vancouver Canucks, I think, are going to be a pretty good team. We know that the two teams in Alberta, Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers, are going to be very, very tough this year. So, again, um, that was disappointing to see the Kings let that, that slip away. At least should have gotten a point out of it. But they got to get right back on the horse and play against a Seattle team that, on paper, is inferior to them and is going to be coming off playing on back-to-back nights. The Kraken are in Anaheim tonight to take on the Ducks in their season opener. So again, the Kings, um, they got an opportunity to get back in the win column, get their first win of the season and head out on that road trip on a positive note. But again, suddenly that game actually is looking like kind of an important game for the LA Kings to get a win, play well, learn from their mistakes in that season. Don't make so many self-inflicted wounds to hurt yourself. Don't take bad penalties. Don't make bad decisions late in the game. I guess that's a good takeaway from the game in that, that the Kings really hurt themselves a lot. I'm not saying that Vegas didn't earn the win. Like I said, I do think they were the better team for most of the game. They severely outshot the Kings. They had more uh, pressure in the uh, zone than the Kings did. The Kings offense never got their cycling game going. They were kind of a hit and run offense um, where they got a chance and then it was right back out. They never had a lot of sustained pressure and I thought Vegas did. But again, I, I do think the Kings can look in the mirror at that first game and say, hey guys, we clean up our mistakes and we're going to be okay, but we got to clean it up and we got to do it quickly. So we'll see if they learn the lesson in game number two against Seattle on Thursday. And again, we'll have a full breakdown and preview of that game coming up on tomorrow's show. Real quick, I wanted to give a shout out to a couple of Locked on Kings supporters. Uh, I was able to meet up with Joaquin and Rich uh, in between periods at the game on uh Uh, against the golden knights and i just want to say guys really appreciate your support and uh, the support of everyone obviously and i hope to meet up with more listeners at king's games in the future um rich did ask about my king's funko that is uh over my shoulder here uh if you're watching on the youtube channel and uh, you never know what kind of things are in the background of the show that you're recording that people are going to notice and yes i have again if you're watching on the youtube channel i have dressed up things a little bit uh, in the background here, uh, this there's a picture over my right shoulder, me and my wife with the Stanley Cup. I did put that there intentionally. There's some pictures over my other shoulder that I did put there intentionally. The little little uh, little guys over here, uh, they've actually always been there. And that picture of uh, Alec Martinez scoring the double overtime game winner against the Rangers with a signed puck in the frame from Alec Martinez, that has actually also been there the whole time. But I did have this uh, this 
Funko Pop custom made, uh, I guess, me uh, figure. Um, yes, I'm a grown ass man and I like Funkos. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I will uh, I will let you know, um, Rich, where I got that custom made. And uh, he was really interested in knowing about that. So anyway, great to meet Joaquin and Rich. And I again, I hope to meet some of you guys out at Crypto.com Arena later this season as well. And, and maybe even give you a Locked on LA Kings hat as well. I'm not bribing you. I'm just giving you a gift for uh, showing support. That's all. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, if you would like to send me an email uh, to let me know um, where you, any questions you have, like where did I get my custom Eddie Garcia Funko, uh, you can send me an email at lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to follow this show on Twitter, we are at Locked on LA Kings. Um, do lots of tweeting during the games, especially when I'm out there taking pictures and posting them there as well. We'll have some poll questions there as we go forward as well. Also, we have an Instagram page. If you're interested in that, it is at Locked on LA Kings. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news analysis and advice monday through friday it's available on youtube audacity and wherever you get your podcast that is locked on fantasy hockey i am eddie garcia thank you so much for listening and watching locked on la kings we will talk to you tomorrow and as always even though it was a disappointing game one we always say go kings go <laughs>